All right, it's the Keep to the City Yankees podcast, and the Yankees win again. They beat the Rays 7-2 on Thursday night at Tropicana Field to win their third straight game, to win the first game of this four-game series. Uh, a big-time performance from Nestor Cortez, a really surprising performance from the offense. Uh, and like I said on the podcast uh, yesterday, the Yankees just need to go to Tampa this weekend and win two games. That's it, just win two games. It'll keep them the same distance, four games in the lost column ahead of the Rays. It'll take four head-to-head games off the schedule for the Rays to have a chance to come back in the division. It'll, you know, do what the Yankees need to do. They're not going to win every single game. I don't expect them to go there and win three out of four, or at least I didn't prior to yesterday. Uh, I certainly don't expect them to sweep, so just go there, go two and two, and that'll be enough. And they've already won one here and three to go. But before we get into what's to come this weekend, uh, talk about what happened on Thursday night uh, leading into the game a very very spring training-esque lineup which I said you'll see a lot this weekend LeMahieu's out Donaldson's out um, it's just that's how it's going to be Stan's out and heading into the game you've got Hicks leading off you've got Torres batting fourth you've got Gallo six Gonzalez eighth just a really putrid lineup uh, and then prior to the game Hicks gets scratched you find out that the Yankees signed Matt Carpenter to a major league deal. He was crushing it for Texas and AAA, trying to save his career and now trying to revive it with the Yankees. Uh, you know, Matt Carpenter hasn't been good in four years. Same story with Andrew Warrior hasn't played really in four years. Same thing with Hicks hasn't been good in that amount of time. So Yankees just have a lot of guys on this team that haven't been good. Gonzalez hasn't been good since 17. A lot of guys that haven't been good in a long time, and they're hoping that one or two they hit on and they can revive, restore their careers, Carpenter being the latest one. So then after the lineup comes out, Hicks is scratched from the lineup. And we find out later it's from hamstring tightness. So I don't put that, you know, as the reason for his lack of performance. I just think he's not any good. And that's probably a new injury because Aaron Hicks isn't the type of guy who's going to play through injury. When he's hurt, he's not going to play. The second he doesn't feel right, he's going to tell someone they're going to take him out of the lineup. They're going to put him on the injured list. It's been the story for his entire career. His entire decade of Major League Baseball, that's how it's been. So this isn't something he's been nagging with, and that's why his production hasn't been there. That's probably what he wants you to think. That's probably what the Yankees want you to think. That's not what it is. This is a new injury, and now he's unavailable. So he gets scratched from the lineup. That moves Judge to lead off, which I love. I love getting Judge the most at-bats on the team. I love it even if DJ LeMahieu were playing. I love Judge at leadoff. But that then slides Torres from fourth to third. So now Glaber Torres, with his, you know, just hovering around 700 OPS batting third is an ideal, moves Anduar to fourth, a guy the Yankees really just don't have any plans for anymore, now cleaning up. Gallo goes up to fifth. Kiner Falefa, who you can deal with at ninth, batting sixth. That moves the Yankees' catching situation, Jose Trevino, up to seventh, puts Carpenter in the lineup at eighth, and puts Gonzalez down in ninth. That's a really fucking bad lineup. And I wrote the Yankee slots at Keefe to the City on Thursday with the title, Bad Time for the Biggest Series of the Season for the Yankees, because they're just so beat up. They're so depleted by injuries. And then to see this lineup going against the Rays in the first game of a four-game series of the trap is not what you want to see not at all and they're going against Ryan Yarbrough who just really pitches well against the Yankees and no one else 
you know, over the last couple of years, he's had like a ERA around one against the Yankees, and it's like six or seven against the rest of the league. So the Yankees always help him keep his overall numbers down, but he's not any good. He's not any good. He's a lefty who's just trying to get a smoke and mirrors act by them, and it usually works. No lefty should dominate the Yankees. And it happened again on Thursday night as he had a no-hitter going through five innings. Ryan Yarbrough, it was, this, it was the sixth inning, top of the sixth. It was like an hour into the game. Now, thankfully, Nestor Cortez, who's been the Yankees' best pitcher all season, was pitching for the Yankees because he kept the Rays right there. He didn't allow shit either. Matching Yarbrough, who's dominating the Yankees all the way through. Until the sixth inning when the Yankees could finally get on the board. They played three in the sixth inning to go up 3 nothing. Cortez gives him a shutdown inning at the bottom of the sixth. Seventh inning, Yankees get another to make it 4 nothing. Cortez shut down inning in the seventh. In the eighth, scoreless. Cortez comes back out for the eighth. Another zero. In the ninth, the Yankees had three more to make it 7 nothing. Cortez comes back out for the ninth. Allows the leadoff man to get on at 109 pitches. Boone removes him. Wandy Peralta comes in, allows a couple runs. Uh, and the Yankees win 7-2. And Nestor Cortez, I can't say this enough, how bad he was in his first go-around with the Yankees three years ago. Just a miserable performance, miserable season. He was rarely ever used as the piggyback to the opener. It was like Green would open, he would piggyback him, give him three, three and a third, four innings, allow three runs, just eating innings, but not eating them in a good way. Just eating to eat them. Could have been anyone in that role. And now to see after he left the Yankees, he goes to Seattle, he comes back to the Yankees last year, Changed his whole career around last year. You know, became a really reliable part of the rotation, but could never give them length. He'd always be four innings, five innings at most. And now here he is. He's like seven, eight innings, one run, no runs. Every fucking time he goes out there. Eight innings, four hits, one earned run, one walk, five Ks. The Ks are down, but they're going to be down sometimes, you know. Can't go out there and get double digit strikeouts every game. And the 170 ERA. And he has probably been the best pitcher in the American League. It's like him and Verlander and Alec Manoa. Those are the top three. Starting for the AL in the All-Star game is on the table. Winning the Cy Young is on the table. That's how good Nestor Cortez has been. Outstanding. He's been outstanding. And the Yankees starting pitching continues to roll. Another strong performance. And that's what they need against the Rays because the Rays have always have great pitching. You have to match them. The Rays never have a really good lineup, and they hope to just scratch across two, three runs, and that's usually enough. That's been the case this year with the Yankees. When they score three runs, they win. <laughs> that's how good their pitching's been. To get three runs and you win, and it's it's shocking that that offense was able to get that many, let alone seven runs from that Yankees offense. Now, only four of them ended up being RBIs because of errors, but they got seven runs across on the Rays. That's impressive. And they need to continue that because now they just have to win one of these three to meet the goal of going two and two. And you start to think, okay, you win the series opener. Now you've got a good chance here to win the series. It's now a, a three-game series, and you already have one in your pocket. But I don't want to get too far ahead because crazy things happen against the Rays. Crazy things happen down there at the Trop. Uh, but to get that first game is just so important. Now the loss column leads up to five. Both Boston and Toronto won on Thursday, so the Yankees maintain their separation on them. They add separation to the Rays. A really great night. No nail-biter, no high-leverage situations from the bullpen, just cruising. 
to a 7-2 win against the Rays. Impressive, impressive night from, I won't even say the JD Yankees, because this is even lower than that. If, if, if you told me on, in, come, you know, May 26th, in the first game of a four-game series against Tampa, the lineup would be Judge Rizzo, Glaber Torres, Miguel Anduar, Joey Gallo, Kiner Falefa, Trevino, Matt Carpenter, Marvin Gonzalez, I would have said, holy shit, all Yankees fans better have other plans this summer because that's just, I don't know how you'd expect them to be where they are when that's your lineup. And granted, they didn't get to where they are because of this lineup. It just happened recently. Uh, but it's tough to see this this team going on any kind of extended run with that lineup unless the pitching continues and the pitching keeps continuing. They've got Jamison Tayo going on Friday. Then they've got Garrett Cole on Saturday, and then they've got Luis Severino on Sunday. You like the Yankees in any matchup, really. Any head-to-head starting pitching matchup, outside of when they see Alec Manoa, because he scares the shit out of me, they always will have the edge. And they have the edge now. The next three days, really, at the worst, it's a toss-up. They're in a great position here to do damage to the race. And then they go into that off day on Monday, get some rest, get guys healthier, hopefully, before they continue. This 23 games and 22-day stretch is almost over, and the Yankees have done an excellent job in taking advantage of it. So that'll do it for today. Yankees race second game on Friday. Podcast-wise, uh, you know, Saturday's game is at 4, so possibly a podcast after Friday's game. And if not, maybe after Saturday's game. Maybe there'll be one this weekend. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, hopefully they just blow out the Rays and there's no need for me to come on and complain about Aaron Boone or some terrible managerial decision or anything like that or any further injuries. Knock on wood. Uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully there doesn't need to be one. So that'll do it for today. Yankees-Rays continues. Huge weekend. Still three games to go. Thanks for listening. Talk to you after one of these games.